Welcome to Strong Body, Quiet Mind, where Qigong master and yoga teacher Frankie Hart discusses the ancient practices of yoga and Tai Chi Qigong as potent forms of vibrational medicine. Embark with her on a journey that illuminates these time-honored traditions as pathways to optimal alignment in a modern world. Get ready to cultivate strength in your body and tranquility in your mind as we contemplate life's most important questions. The podcast you're about to hear was previously recorded with the Podcast Business News Network and features the radio personalities of Casey Armstrong, Jill Nicolini, and Steve Harper. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. We are going to learn a lot today, and I'm super excited. I'm just out of the gate before we do anything. <laughs> her energy is just, it's infectious. It's just crazy that, that how much energy this woman emanates and harnesses. Frankie Hart is with us from Satya Yoga, and we're going to talk about your chakras and how important they are to making you feel better, helping you heal from traumas, and so much more. Frankie, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm glad to be here and to talk about this with you. Yeah, so let's go back to the ba basics before we focus on the second chakra. We have a total of seven. Actually, I've heard, let me just say, there are hundreds, but seven main chakras in our bodies, right? Exactly. So if you're thinking of energy points, they're um, in the uh, tradition of yoga, they talk about over 70,000 nadis. So these are energy points within our body, right? You could think like stars in the sky, right? Mm -hmm. But then the chakras are sort of like galaxies, right? So that they're larger energy centers. And there are seven that are along the spinal column. And that spinal column of energy is very, very important. It's often referred to as the Sushimna channel. And so these seven chakras go from the root of our spine to the crown of our head. You know, I never thought that they were connected to the spine because there is a heart chakra, but that is pretty much in line with the spine. Absolutely, with your T-spine, right? The thoracic spine. Hmm. And it's, that is a, such an interesting concept, actually, Steve, because so many people uh, sit in chairs a lot during the day. Day, right? So say you're a person who works on the computer, drives your car long distance, right? It is that very heart center that tends to get collapsed on us in, in our modern posture, right? And so uh, it's interesting when we consider that there are things that we can do for that, uh, for our spine health as well, by working with the energy of the body. Is there one chakra that's more important than the other? Absolutely not. Hmm. It's like saying one part of your body is more important than the other. You know, what I often It depends think on who you ask, but anyway, keep going. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. But think of it this way. If you have trouble with your hand, say, you, say you've hurt your hand, say you've broken a finger, um, your finger takes a lot of attention of your attention. There's pain, there's discomfort. Now you're frustrated. Your hand doesn't do what it used to do. Sure. All of, so that has a lot of your personal awareness. Another person might have trouble with their hip, right? 
Same thing with the chakras. Uh, if a chakra is out of balance for you, it will draw a lot of attention to that area of your body, hmm. to those concerns of your lifestyle. And so that's what I'm hoping to help people with in these seven podcasts is to sort of uh, begin to understand for themselves where they could best focus. And sometimes um, the things that go really well for us, we don't think about, right? Like, so a person who has hip trouble, often if they have a hard time relaxing, I ask them to focus on someplace else in their body to begin with, right? Where are you comfortable? Where can you settle, right? Similar mm. with our chakras. Maybe there's an aspect of our life we're very frustrated. Uh, we're going to be talking about second chakra today. Relationships are very much involved in the second chakra. So you might think, uh, be talking to somebody who's very upset. They don't have the relationship in their life. They're looking for a lover. They're very frustrated. And yet their career might be brilliant and uh, going very well and very satisfying for them. So we can um, we can see that, say, that relationship chakra is taking a lot of their attention, but other areas that are flowing really well um, with some conscious reflection, they could tap into that positive flowing energy and increase their overall energy flow. Let's start. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Let's dig in. Chakra, chakra number two, the second chakra. Chakra number two. So um, before we started, you had asked about the, the seven. So let's just build them from the bottom up. Sure. And that'll kind of give people an idea too, a little sneak preview of where we're going in our podcast. Does gotcha. that sound good, Steve? Please. Yeah, that's great. So uh, the root chakra is the first chakra, and that is the one that is at the very bottom of the spine at the pelvic floor. And uh, if you're interested in that one, that's our first podcast that I did with Stephen. You can look at that um, in uh, Podcast Business News Network. You can check that out with us. Um, then the next one that we're going to talk about today is called the sacral chakra. So this one is located within the pelvis and in front of the sacrum, which is a very interesting, interesting center because there's no other bone in the body that is named sacred, right? Hmm. So um, it's, it's a fascinating bone and it's very essential because it is both inherent, intrinsic to the spine and to the pelvis. So you can't have a full spine without your sacrum and you can't have a full pelvis without your sacrum. So it is where we create this basin of the pelvis and it is our center for creation as well as procreation for our sexuality, for our relationships, for our artistry, for all of um, the passions in our life and for beauty, the ability to see beauty all around you, in nature, in others, and even in yourself, hopefully, especially in yourself, because that's where we begin to find the joy of our life, right? Where we begin to understand our own true worth and beauty. So our goal, are we going to do the rest of the chakras or we're starting at, we're stopping at number two to focus today? Let's just jump up and talk okay. about what they are. All right. So gotcha. then the third, the third chakra is at the navel. All right. So that's the navel chakra, which has a lot to do with your sense of personal power. Right, so we'll be talking about that next time, and uh, yeah, you want your third chakra if you're going in the boardroom. <laughs> Does it have a different name than like they all? Yes, they all have different names. What's so that called? Chakra, uh, the Manipura. You know, I thought it had another name, not just the navel chakra. I've never heard oh, that term. Oh, uh, it could be also solar plexus. That's it. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, and uh, then. 
then above that, the fourth chakra is our heart chakra, probably the most well known because we understand something about our heart as an energy center as well as an organ. So when chakras are new to people, I often just bring them first into the heart chakra because we all have a sense of that in our language, every language. You know, my heart feels this, my heart feels that, you right. Know, right? It's natural for us to express from that place. We, we, And you would say, oh, is your heart as an organ feeling that? We would say, no, 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 it's my heart. <laughs> I love you with my heart, you know, and... And so we have that ability to see our heart both as this amazing organ for health, but also as an energy center. Frankie, I love you. I love you with my my third chakra. (laughs) 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 And what's interesting is we talk about the sacral chakra, the second, and that is kind of the center for relationships. Intuitively, one would think it's the heart chakra, but not so much. Well... That's where, you know, so when our sexuality meets our compassion, our higher sense of loving kindness, selflessness, right? That's when we get this beautiful fusion of heart chakra and sacral chakra in a, in a relationship. You know, that's where, that's mm. where the best meets the best, isn't it? Right? Right? Interesting. And to have a true, fulfilling, loving relationship. Yeah. Yes. Those number two and number three got to be working well together. Yes. And number two, so number two, three is going to be your power center. And then four is the heart. Four is the heart. Yeah. Um, my bad. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Number four. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Four. All right. So on to number five. Number five. Number five, you are going to excel in. Uh, we are using this very much today. This is the throat chakra. So throat chakra is about our ability to express ourselves, right? So anyone in a field like you are, uh, that's something you've developed and craft very well to be able to, to speak, to communicate, to get across your ideas. And um, on a more esoteric level, it's to create the expression of our own personal life. Right. No one, no one can ever create this unique expression that each person out there is creating. Right. So it almost sounds like that's your individuality in a lot of ways. It's your expression of your individuality. Gotcha. And it could come into play if you have some energy issues, let's say in a relationship in voicing yourself clearly in that relationship, communication. Beautiful. Beautiful. So for instance, you might have a perfectly wonderful uh compatible partner you know you're you're sexually attracted your heart centers are connected and sometimes you just bang into each other because your communication skills are different (laughs) yeah well maybe okay love language you've heard that before everybody's got a different love language is that more here or here or both it is both because it's the element of love that we're talking about, but the love language itself, I think what you're hitting on there very much is throat chakra. Mm, okay. how, do I, how do I express this love to you? And how do I receive this love? How do I receive an expression of love? And how do I give an expression of love? Yeah. Excellent. So I think that's that's a beautiful example of the throat chakra. And what better thing to express than love and appreciation, right? Amen to that. Uh, yeah. On to the next chakra. All right. Sixth chakra is often called the third eye chakra. Third eye. This is your seat of intuition 
imagination, that feeling of just, I just know this. I know this to be true. Don't ask me how. <laughs> Don't ask me why. I just know this. I know this down to the core of my being. That's that's our third eye chakra. When we have um, blockages in our third eye chakra, it's very hard for us to imagine a better life, to imagine a positive outcome, right? To imagine a different way of being. We we feel like everything is just how it is and it's always going to be that way, right? But the third eye chakra takes us both forward into the future with clear vision, uh, clairvoyance, uh, right? And that's all third mm. eye chakra. And also, it allows us to see back into our past with clarity and understanding, with a kind of intuitive knowing, right? How do you activate that third eye? Mm. Well, you have to get clear, right? So when we're really talking about third eye, you have to get clear. And a big part of that, uh, Steve, is about getting out of your own way, right? So what gets in our way is obstacles or resistances. And these, these don't exist so much in our body as in our mind, right? So hmm. uh, resistant thinking, right? Self-limiting thoughts. These are the things that uh, really um, clog up our third eye chakra. Time in nature, time just looking and appreciating things. Uh, I I love art. Uh, I actually like modern art. And a lot of people don't, <laughs> but uh, I do. And, you know, like going to uh, the MoMA and looking at uh, the Brancusi exhibit of sculptures, you know, I can just sit in there and meditate, you know, and just lose myself and feel all of the congestion, say, of, of the day or when I lived in New York, all of that just slipping away and just finding that quiet, calm stillness. And it's within that stillness, within that blank canvas, that the intuitive thought comes or the inspiration comes. There is a band that had a bunch of hit songs in the late 90s. I don't know if you remember them, called Third Eye Blind. And I used yeah. to hear the name. I'm like, hey, what a cool name. But it does mean something, you know, when you say third eye blind, that you are blind to your third eye. Uh, and when you look at some of their lyrics, one of them, the you know, biggest hit song they had was Semi-Charmed Kind of Life. <laughs> so, there's, a, there's a lot there that I never picked up on until now, you know, when you think of, yeah. you know, chakras. Um, yeah. I don't want to run out of time so we can focus on the sacral, but uh, okay. the seventh chakra. Seventh chakra, crown chakra. Crown chakra... Crown chakra, you know, I think the best way to understand crown chakra is to connect with whatever sense of spirituality you have yourself, right? So this doesn't have to be religion, but it could be. So if you're a religious person, it's through your crown chakra that you experience the divine in, in life and in yourself, right? Also, if you're not a religious person, this could be how you feel when you're in nature and you're just blown away by the expansiveness of nature and you think, oh my gosh, you, you know, like when you're in that amazing place on the planet and you feel like you're just one little speck of grain of sand, but it's not a self-limiting thing. It's a beautiful thing. You're just wow, right? And you have this sense that you're a part of a greater whole, right? That's that's the crown chakra. And when we understand we're a part of a greater whole, we start to understand ourselves as um, a being of love and light. And mm. that's 
that can take a little bit to get to, right? If, if you're a little cynical, <laughs> right? But when we're really in those magical moments, you know, even if it's just a gorgeous sunset at the beach, right? And the dolphins are swimming out there, you lose that sense of your cynicism, don't you? And you're just like, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. And I'm a part of this, right? Seeing yourself as a part of that helps you understand um, this relationship with the crown chakra. Yeah. And isn't it, Frankie, when, when somebody does a meditation or a suggested meditation where it does start at the crown chakra, where you visualize a ray of light coming down from the sky into your head and then taking it right down to, to your feet and to the ground, is that part of that as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What I always want um, my students to understand in meditations to first feel very grounded right? Just like a lightning rod. So you want to first feel very grounded in energy um, experiences in the first three chakras before you start to do a lot with the crown chakra. That's what. That's why I'm starting here at the root. Ah. You're, you could think of your body as a vessel, right? And so if you concentrate too much on energy moving in the head first without having a, a grounded Nest, like a lightning rod for you, it can be a little bit, a little bit un, um, ungrounded, let's just say uprooted. And we want our experiences to be very safe, very soothing for the nervous system, expansive, yes, but grounded also. And so I, I always recommend uh, that people first uh, start to get very comfortable in thinking of their first three chakras as the hearth with, within which we're building this fire of the Kundalini. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sitting on a grounding mat right now. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> not even kidding. Um, you know what? It's made for your feet, but I, my feet are always moving around and, and not flat. And I thought, what's the flat? Flattest part. Your butt sitting all day. So it's connected to ground, like literally the ground lug on your AC outlet, which mm -hmm. is connected through your house, through a metal rod, to the ground. So, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I firmly believe in, in grounding being so essential to all of us. Yes. I mean, if you can't go outside and walk in nature, if it's too cold, whatever it might be. All right. So let's dig deeper into the sacral chakra. Beautiful. Beautiful. So the, the element of the sacral chakra, if we were just talking about grounding, so the root chakra is earth, earth element. The element associated with the sacral chakra is water water. So this ability to flow, to adapt, and uh, to be juicy, right? So the sacral chakra is your juicy chakra, right? Where creativity and sensuality and sexuality all um, come from or emanate from. So the animal often associated with the uh, second chakra, the sacral chakra, is the fish, right? This beautiful ability to swim and adapt and to flow very smoothly through the water. This adaptability and fluidity, this element of water, allows us to also adapt to change. And change is a part of life, right? The only thing certain is change, right? So we could understand this kind of diving in very deeply right away by, say, a person who has just gone through a difficult divorce, right? So the second chakra, of course, is having to process that break of their relationship and loss of a partner, loss of um, 
this aspect of their life, especially if there were damaging words or things that were said. And so when we restore our own sense of uh, energy in the second chakra and we come to understand our own um, sacred sexuality just for ourselves, without even a partner, right? We start to let that energy flow we can heal from these more difficult things as opposed to becoming um, very cut off, right? From that aspect of our own life where we feel um, rigid or controlling, right? We might feel a need to be very controlling. You see this difference of being watery, right? Mm. And of course, it takes a trust to do that. But we want to do that first within ourselves. And so one of the things that I want to invite people to think of right away with the second chakra, especially those who are not in a relationship right now, is that the first and most important person you ever want to date is yourself. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Right? If you don't want to go out with you, nobody else is going to want to go out with you. Amen. <laughs> that is yeah. right. That is right. I I remember one time when uh, someone said, you're going out to dinner with yourself. And I was like, yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> Can I share? I'll share with you. It's almost embarrassing, yeah. but I always have somebody around. I'm always doing something with somebody, making plans. And one night I was working late here in my studio, my office, um, which is you know, maybe like uh, – um, 10 minutes, 15 minutes from my my home. And it's like, you know, I got to run over and get something to eat. Confession, I've never eaten alone. Uh And that was only a year ago. Yes. Not even. How was it? How was it? It's fantastic. Uh It was the, I went to Applebee's of all places because it was right there. (laughs) Best meal I ever had. Hey, hey, fancy like there. That's (laughs) bougie, man. Bougie. But it was the, it was the best meal I ever had because I focused on the meal and me. That was the best tasting beer I ever had. And I still remember it. I could tell you where I was sitting because it was just such a, wow, this is actually pretty cool. Nothing wrong with having other people around, but what do you do? You have to focus on them as well. So the other things, you know, you have a total sum, you got to give some away, you know, in terms of energy and focus and everything. So uh, yeah, I had a great date. That was a great date. That Uh, that is fantastic. (laughs) So I'm so glad you mentioned that for everybody out there, because that's what we're talking about. That is a beautiful way to get your second uh, chakra energy going. And that's where when you're in that vibration, that's where you meet like-minded people, people who turn you on. You're in the same, you know, um, wavelength because you're sending out. Remember, chakras are vibrational energy centers, and they are twofold. It's about what you're receiving, but it's also about what you're sending out, mm-hmm. right? So if you're sending out, oh, life is horrible, <laughs> that's what people are picking up from you right but if you're sending out wow this is i'm having the greatest time here by myself you're going to be picking up people who are i don't mean dating wise picking up but you know meeting or um running into connecting with other people who are tuned into that similar vibration they're picking up on on your energy it could be same same thing if you're single you're on a dating app or two and maybe you communicate with somebody and after a while it's like Say, you know, it's all good, but I'm just not feeling it. Why? Right. Because you're picking up on their energy and it can be done just that way. It's you don't even have to meet them. You can still pick up on their energy. And on the reverse of that, if you got stuff going on and you seem to be attracting the same types of people that don't serve you, maybe you yes. got something going on that's pulling them in. 
Excellent. So let's dive in there because that's really great for a second chakra focus, right? So we've talked about uh, different aspects of uh, sacral chakra, but I want to jump into this one now. Laughter, intimacy, and play, creative exploration. So I was talking to this student this weekend, dear friend, and she said, uh, she said this so beautifully, uh, just out of the blue. She said, you know, it can be really hard to play. I was realizing, like she was talking about, you know, being with her children and just to connect into that energy of playing. And she's like, it's really, and I looked at her and I said, intimate? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, because when we get overwhelmed with work, right, and all the serious adultness of life, right, we start to dry up and and start to, um, every, all of our circumstances are sort of controlled circumstances, right? We're working to control them. Other people are controlling them. And all of a sudden, we have this window of the opportunity to play and wow, you know, you have to let a part of your true self kind of come out and play. And that has nothing to do with controlling, right? It has to do with exploration and uh, playfulness, laughter, intimacy. Yeah. So yeah. second chakra, I really would love people to just start to explore and notice what what excites them, what interests them, give yourself opportunities to do a little bit more of that. Don't worry about the outcome, but just try less, try less and enjoy more and notice how you feel when you're doing what you're doing, right? Absolutely. And even like you said, laugh more, but realize what makes you laugh. For me, it yes. could, I'm like a 12 year old. Like I'll laugh at the dumbest, <laughs> stupidest things. And when you find other people that, you know, I have friends that are my age and, you know, we'll be laughing at the dumbest things and they, they could be just ridiculous. Like, like, like 12 year old boys laughing at stuff, but that's, that's I guess that's my, my sacral chakra working. I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this, this ability to play opens up our um, vitality, mm. our vibrancy, right? Right. So, you know, there there was some study I read once that for couples like people, couples who have been together for a long time, one of the things that uh, helped couples renew their sense of intimacy, renew their sense of play was to do exciting things that were out of the normal for them. Right. So, you know, whatever that was. Right. I don't know. It doesn't have to be skydiving, but that, of mm -hmm. course, comes up, you know, um, but. It's because all of a sudden you see this person that you've known for a long time in a slightly different way. Yep. And even more importantly, you're seeing yourself in a slightly different way. You're allowing yourself to be vulnerable with each other. You're allowing yourself to take a risk, to get to know each other on another level, right? Yeah. A new I experience, a new experience new for both, experience. right? With a little bit of excitement, which, you know, we all love to sit back and I put the make a fire and watch a film on Netflix. I love that. Sure. <laughs> but that can't be your whole relationship. You know, sometimes you you want to go out and see the world together and share that experience, right? So some of that um you know walkabout uh together is really important, really important to bring newness to yourself and to your relationship. And to always remember the second chakra reminds us we are the creator of our life. We are the creator. And as we are creating our life, we can choose here in the second chakra um, with pleasure, right? So when we're playing, 
you know, children who are playing, you know, are really lost in their own self, their own world, right? And they're free to do that. Yep. When when we get caught up in trying to keep up with the Joneses or what do other people think about me or they, you know, we've been told things as children, oh, your laugh is too loud or you do this, you're too this, you're too that, you're not enough of that. We can carry that forward into our adulthood, right? So in the second chakra, we want to just let go, let go. It doesn't matter what other people think of us right now. We want to, we want to just find out what we think. And like you said, what do we enjoy? What What's exciting for us? So quick questions. I We're just about out of time, but it's kind of okay. an important question. Yeah. What if your sacral chakra is blocked? What about if there's you know stuck energy, things going on there where you, you want to make those changes, you want to you know do those things, but it's just not happening? Yeah, yeah. So little things that we've talked about already, like try to find little ways to, to date yourself, right? But I'm going to, I have a whole list of little positive affirmations. And um, after our podcast, I would like to, uh, maybe tonight I'll put these on my Facebook site so people can come back and listen to them. But I'd love to share some of them with you now. Please do. I love and enjoy my body. I have healthy boundaries. I am open to experiencing the present moment through my senses. So the second chakra is all about your senses. Like you were saying, you really, you really tasted your meal. You really tasted the the drink. And present moment, so key. Yeah, present moment, yeah. I am passionate. What am I passionate about? I'm going to explore that. I feel pleasure and abundance with every breath I take. I nourish. This is important. I nourish my body with healthy food and clean water. Another really important one. I know how to take care of my own needs. I know how to do that. I value and respect my body. I am open to touch and closeness. If that's difficult for you, like uh, say you've experienced some trauma, um, getting some support with that, but also animals, like domestic animals, cats and dogs, you know, that can be such a safe way to experience this warmth and nurturing touch. I allow myself to experience pleasure. This is one I like very much. My sexuality is sacred. My sexuality is sacred. And even ideas of other people or parents or so on, you have to move that out and really come to understand yourself. And, you know, we're in a culture now that's starting to really accept and understand that. And that's really exciting. Emotions are the language of my soul. Mm. I'm at peace. I'm at peace. So these the last one is probably the most important one (laughs) when you think about it. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, a meditation I did today in one of my yoga classes, as I um I told them about the podcast we were doing today in the sacral chakra, was as simple as just going through a relaxation of the body and then focusing as you inhale on. I love every cell of my body and exhale. I am satisfied. That satisfaction is in Sanskrit in the language of yoga is called santosha. Satisfaction is the beginning, is the doorway to so many of these beautiful, exciting, passionate emotions, right? But when you think of um, 
a person who can never find satisfaction, right? Like you go to dinner with them. They're not happy with this. They're not happy with that. The waiter is not good. The food is not good. This. <laughs> then yeah. you go outside. The weather's not, it's too hot. It's too cold. It's this, right? It's very hard to play with that person, right? They're having a hard time playing themselves, right? But you know, I, I found that, and, and you know, I found myself being that way at one point, not to that degree, but it's almost as if it, it becomes a running joke. Like that, that person is like, that's their thing. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like if somebody says, I'm a perfectionist all the time, I got to make sure that's their thing. And people talk about them because of that. It may not be who they really are, but it becomes a, their thing, a habit. Um, I want to, I want to talk with you for an hour or two, but we're out of time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the exciting thing. We have another podcast coming, Steve. I feel the same way, right? Yeah. And I love that you shared that vulnerability. Of course, me too. We all have moments where we're like, you know, we're disgruntled and we're not satisfied. And when I start to notice things in my life that that I usually feel, wow, that's so beautiful. And I start to look at it and it's just like, I don't notice the beauty. I realize I need to check in. I need to, I need to meditate more. I need to sleep more. I need to just you know, unplug, stop working for a few moments, come back to myself, right? Because some of that is really that we've just gotten a little disconnected um, from ourselves or from nature, from each other. And the way we come back to all of that is is through ourselves, right? It's almost as if you get to a point with your magical, your magical beauty life fuel tank starts getting empty and you got to put more in. How do you do that? <laughs> Treat yourself right, more sleep, uh, meditate, you know. You, and let more out. We're in a Western culture. Everything mm. is about putting in, putting in, putting in, right? Yeah. Sometimes here in the second chakra, sometimes it's just all clogged up. Sometimes you just have to say, I can let go. I can let go of that past. It doesn't serve me anymore. I can let go of that relationship. I'm the only one holding on to it. It's just making me miserable. Right? <laughs> it's totally true. The other person doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, this is gone five yeah. years ago, right? right. <laughs> and you're still going, rawr, rawr, rawr. right? And we all, that's why it's so fun to laugh about these things and chat with each other about them because we, we're all human. We all fall into these traps. But I think a lot with the second chakra, can we let go and create space, right? Space to play, space to see beauty, space to flow. And you know what? We don't fall in love with perfect people. We fall in love with people. We fall in love with the quirky things about them. We fall in love with people and we say, oh, I love this about you. And then they say, what? I've been trying to change that my whole life. And you're like, no, I love that. I love, I love 100%. that you're crazy curly. Or I love that you, you, you know, you're so vibrant. Or I love that you're, you know, you know, you're this quiet to yourself self. But then when I get to know you, you have this vibrant personality when we're just together, you know, that's the beauty of it. And that's you when know, you know it's real, where yes. you 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 look at somebody and you say, you know, if it was somebody else, I would say, well, look at that, look at that, look at that. But when you have that full connection, I guess between all the chakras, you don't care. It's like it's like this person's magical because all yeah. everything is all working together. It's all Absolutely. feeling right. Yeah, we treasure, we treasure their uniqueness, and we learn how to do that by honoring and treasuring our own uniqueness, our own beauty. Oh yeah. Good stuff today. <laughs> really good. Um, I like my sacral chakra. I really do. <laughs> right on. I like hearing that, Steve. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so tell everybody your website, which can get us to your Facebook page if um, they want to see the affirmations that we talked about. 
Absolutely. I'll put them up uh, later tonight, so they'll be there tomorrow. Uh, Satya, S-A-T-Y-A, life, L-I-F-E dot com is my website. Uh, you can uh, write us at info at satyalife.com or always give us a call 863 863- 802-9642. Awesome. And you know what? If you're in a, a committed relationship, I'm going to tell you right now, go cheat on yourself. Go cheat on the other person. Date yourself. <laughs> it's okay. That, Steve, that, that might be the most important comment you've made today. That's I thought I had other ones too. <laughs> that is why people cheat because they've lost their own connection to their own sexuality. That is why, and they're looking for the other person to ignite it, but we can never ignite our sexuality for any long term from another person. I love how you said that. That's brilliant. Uh, and you just held the keys to you know my past relationships, so, and it's not me. <laughs> so that's fantastic, too. Yeah, a lot of insight when we talk about chakras, and uh, never expected that today. So, Frankie, thank you so much. Again, You're your so energy welcome. is... Um, I wish we, you could sell that, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> You, know, we can you find can it. find this within yourself. You can exactly. find it within and yourself. That's what we're here to help you with. Yes. So yes. much looking forward to the next time we get together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of our Strong Body, Quiet Mind community. We hope you return for more captivating conversations with Frankie on the philosophies of yoga and Tai Chi Qigong. Until next time, remember that you have the power within you to create a strong body and quiet mind.